Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 89 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking at Exodus chapters 1 to 6 in the week of March the 21st to March the 27th. And just a quick apology here, sorry that uh, the episode did not appear for you yesterday. Um, It was recorded, it was ready to go, uh, but then I just simply forgot to upload it. So you get two episodes today, uh, which is very lucky for you. Um, And it is important, we do have an episode every day this week, because even though it is only six chapters, it just feels like there is so much here. Uh, so much depth uh, to these chapters. Um, And when you think about it, we are covering around about 80 years or so in these sections, uh, up until Moses goes into Egypt and even speaks to Pharaoh for the first time. So even more than 80 years, perhaps. Uh, So a lot to cover, of course, not to mention the fact that there was about 400 years uh, between Joseph um, of Egypt and Moses being born. So um, you, you can understand why there's so much to cover, really. So, uh, the, the conversation between the Lord and Moses continues, uh, and Moses is still uncertain, and so the Lord gives him signs. Now, this is not an indication that he is asking for signs. In fact, he doesn't ask for a sign. He just expresses his, his concerns that the people of Israel will not believe him, not just the Egyptians, um, but the people he is meant to lead. And of course, that would be a a big problem if not only the Egyptian people who may have a problem with him trying to take these slaves away don't listen to him, but also the people themselves. Um, And so he doesn't want to fail. He wants to succeed for the Lord. And so thus he asks the question, how will they know that I'm a a true messenger? Thus the Lord gives him some signs, including turning his um, rod into a serpent, turning his hand leprous and so on. Um, I won't dwell too much on those things, but then after he has been shown these things and seems to be, well, I say he seems to be uh, convinced of the Lord's power, but then in verse 10 it says, And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, that neither herefore too, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servants, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Now, um, we don't know exactly what this means about Moses, whether he is simply, you know, not eloquent or doesn't feel like he's a great orator, or whether he does have some sort of impediment in his speech. There is nothing really uh, to suggest either way. Um, However, uh, the Lord again uh, responds and gives him a a direct answer and reassures him. Um, It's obviously something which uh, he is given... Uh, great or is meant to receive great comfort over the lord responds by saying who made man's mouth or who maketh the deaf the the dumb that or deaf or the seeing or the blind have not i the lord now therefore go and i will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say um and of course you know we we have faith that the, that the prophet of the Lord does receive direct guidance and communication, that we can have faith in what they say because that they are finely tuned to the Spirit. Perhaps they do not, do not see the Lord on a day-to-day basis. In fact, I think that that is not the case. But they have lived their lives in such a way that they are aware and how to receive those promptings on a daily basis and be guided effectively. Elder Neil A. L. Anderson said this, quote, 
We embrace President Nelson as we would have embraced Peter or Moses if we had lived in their day. Is this faith blind? Is this blind faith? No, it is not. We each have a spiritual witness of the truthfulness of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. By our own will and choice, we raised our hand this morning, declaring our desire to sustain the Lord's profit with our confidence, faith, and prayers. We have the privilege as Latter-day Saints to receive a a personal witness from President uh, President Nelson's call is from God. Close quote. Um, After all of this um, and this um, promise, these promises are given. Moses then says, O my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. In other words, this sounds fantastic. Please send it with whoever else you're going to send. Now, it's at this moment that there is a different reaction from the Lord. Up to this point, he has been very patient. He has addressed Moses' concerns and he has answered his questions directly. But then in this moment, when Moses doesn't really have a question about how this is going to work, he just says he wants someone else to be sent. Then something changes. In verse 14, it says, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. And thou shalt speak unto him and and put words in his mouth, and I will be with thy mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what ye shall do. Now, a number of things here. Um, first of all, this idea of kind of delegation uh, is, is involved, this principle in play here, that Moses will receive it from the Lord, and he will give those words to Aaron. Um, and so perhaps, you know, we can learn something from that. But I just want to focus here on this anger of the Lord being kindled, because, you know, some people may say that may be a little um, harsh, perhaps. But I think that it's fair because Moses has been given a lot of answers and perhaps he needs to develop his faith a bit further. Um, and interestingly, when you look at the word for anger um, in the in the roots of the Hebrew, it is the word af, which a num- number of times, you know, almost as much as it means anger in the Bible, it also means face. Um, for example, um, the word af uh, is found with in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. Um, also, uh, when Lot met the angels, uh, it says he bowed uh, the messengers in in Sodom. It says, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Um, but it also does refer to anger, anger at times, such as uh, with Jacob and Esau. Until thy brother's anger turn away from thee, and Jacob's ang- anger was kindled against Rachel. But then again, a number of times again, it means face. Uh, when Joseph's brothers uh, meet with him, it says they bow down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. So, yeah, I don't think it's simply just anger, the word af. It also refers to the the face, somewhat, somebody's outward countenance or face, perhaps changing in a certain way. And this, to me, makes sense because we know that Moses uh, may well have seen the Lord himself in this encounter. And perhaps the Lord changes his outward appearance or his his face to Moses to indicate that, you know, he has had the answers now and he now needs to live by faith rather than by signs that he has been given. And not that he asked for, that's the difference. He didn't ask for signs. He was given them to help build his faith. Um, But he now needs to move forward with faith. That the time for questions and concerns is now over and that the Lord has given him what he needs to know, and he needs to act in faith now. And perhaps sometimes we are like this, where we wait for signs, we wait for, you know, um, clear, distinct answers from heaven, 
before we do something. But sometimes we do just have to then act and step forward into the darkness and the way will be lighted uh, when we take that act of faith. And of course, as we're going to find with Moses, there are times where he has to act and do something with faith before the sign or the miracle comes. Um, and this is a lesson that he learns right here from the beginning of his ministry at the burning bush. Moses then does return uh, to Jethro um, and recounts all that that has happened. And his father-in-law says, go in peace. Um, and the Lord goes to Moses and tells him to go. And they make their way. Uh, I'm going to skip over to chapter five now, just because we are low on time and have two more chapters to go uh, tomorrow, basically. Uh, but they get some to um, Egypt. Aaron is with him and they ask for the people to be let go. And Pharaoh uh, fairly um, understandably says, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel, to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Um, he doesn't know the Lord. He doesn't understand um, his authority, his power in the land. Um, and so this interaction between Pharaoh and Moses and Aaron is what we're going to focus on in our final section of our study tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed this study. Please share your thoughts on what we studied on the Facebook group. And until we meet again.